All right. Thank you, Sister Carol. Book of James, chapter number two. James, chapter number two. We're going to read the first four verses tonight. James, chapter number two. We're going to read the first four verses of the second chapter of the book of James. Not going to be long tonight at all. Sometimes y'all say I don't like to hear that uh, because that winds up being some of the longest ones. But I don't plan; I don't intend to be long tonight. Uh, I mean, I only have a have two pages of notes, so that lets you know that I ought not be very long. That's uh, about fifteen twenty minutes worth of preaching. Okay, so uh, but anyhow, we're going to look at the at the second chapter of the book of of James. Uh, we finished last week looking at the mirror of the Word of God, James speaking, finishing up chapter number one. And tonight, remember that we're still talking about the same James, talking about the same people. The He's talking to the Hebrews that are scattered, those Jews that are scattered abroad. They're, they're going everywhere. The oldest book in the New Testament, James, the first book that was written in the New Testament. I know everybody believed that Matthew was the first book written in the New Testament, but he wasn't. The book of James is the first, is the oldest book in the New Testament. It was the first book written after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. James was the first writer, the one, the brother of the Lord Jesus himself, who had not long been a, became a believer. Isn't that something? Hadn't been long, became a believer after he had the Lord had resurrected. It wasn't until after the resurrection that James, the brother of Jesus, even got saved. Uh, and, uh, and he saw something. Now, I don't know how long everything took place and how long it was before he wrote this. I'm not even going to begin to speculate. But I do know that he undoubtedly saw a problem with the church that was being scattered abroad. And uh, he wanted to address those, address those problems that he saw with the Hebrew brethren. James chapter number 2. Beginning to read with verse number 1, the Bible said, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, stand, stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege tonight that we could look into the perfect law of the Word of God tonight. Thank you for my Bible. I'm glad, God, that you let me have one. God, I pray that you'd help me to live what I read in the Word of God tonight. I need work when it comes to this area. God, I need your help. I need, God, your leadership. I need to be sensitive to the unction of the Spirit of God, uh, not only while I'm preaching, God, but when I'm living or what I'm trying to preach, God. I pray tonight that you'd help me, that I could live what thus saith the Word of God. Give me a desire, <clears throat> desire, Lord, to live what the Bible teaches. I ask you for help this evening. I pray, God, for Holy Ghost unction. I pray, God, for a moving of the Spirit of God in our hearts tonight. You know what we stand in need of, and God, I pray you'll supply our needs according to your riches and glory, especially tonight. God, help those that would be lost and without Jesus 
from the free pardon of their sin, and I'll be careful to praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you, you can be seated. There's certainly a lot of things you can gather when you begin to read the second chapter of the book of James, but I believe before we get into everything else, we got to understand why that James is instructing the people of the Hebrews what he's instructing them about. <clears throat> I believe that, <clears throat> if I can get my throat cleared up, uh, I believe that what we're seeing here is James telling them, don't act like you've always acted. And that's the, what, we've, what, we, what we've got to be careful about as far as being Christians also. Well, we live in a very judgmental society. You must say that. We live in a world where you're judged by the things that you wear, by the, by the way that you, 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 you present yourself. You can, uh, if you uh, wear certain clothing, if you don't wear certain clothing, uh, then there is a, a, a certain personification that you would put off. I reckon that's a word I can use right there. It's a, there's a certain, uh, a, a certain attitude I reckon that you would weigh about and, and send out by what you, the way you behave, by the way you act, by the way you dress, by everything that you do. <clears throat> there is a certain <clears throat> a way that you would present yourself to this world. Now, James is telling the church here, and he's telling them brethren that are scattered abroad. Remember uh, that when we go back to chapter 1, this, this letter is addressed uh, unto them Hebrew brethren to, that have been scattered abroad. The church that we read of in the book of the Acts in about the 3rd and 4th and 5th chapter, uh, that when, they were, when Saul of Tarsus came out, uh, that he began to persecute the church and, and they, the church there began to be scattered abroad. They went everywhere preaching the gospel. Now when they had went everywhere being scattered, when sometimes that somebody, somebody may not have had the opportunity to be grounded in the ways that they uh, need to be correctly grounded. So many times I've, I've witnessed that even in my, in my ministry of young people getting a zeal of God and, and young men especially getting a great zeal of God and then all of a sudden they say God's called me to preach and they're thrown out there and they have a zeal but they ain't got no knowledge to go with it. And I'm going to tell you zeal is good. It is good. But you need some knowledge to go around, go along with the zeal that you have. There needs to be a certain amount of knowledge. So James is letting us know that the church here at Jerusalem or the church that had been scattered from Jerusalem that what has happened here that there must have been some instances that uh, that, that the welfare of an individual weighed a lot in the presence of these people. Now, let me say this. James said, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Lord of glory, with respect of person. With respect of persons. He's letting us know there uh, that we ought not be a respecter of persons. Now, I don't mean we ought not respect people. But it means that we ought not be a respecter or allow the influence of a person to, uh, to, to, be, to, to make us think more of them than we would another, okay? So what he's telling us here in the Scripture is that we need to, uh, to have the nature, I reckon you'd say, of the Lord Jesus. If I can, just a few minutes tonight, I want to preach to you on this subject from these first four verses on the subject of the deity of Christ. The deity of Christ. You say, what in the world do you mean? How in the world are you getting the deity of Christ from these first four verses? It's everywhere right there. It's everywhere right there. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5 said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, 
What does the word deity mean? <clears throat> we, we, I, anybody want to tell us what the word deity means? Nobody, I didn't figure so. I know some of you know, but there is, a, according to Webster's 1828, the word deity means the nature of a supreme being. It is the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell y'all the nature of the Lord and the nature of man is at opposing ends? <clears throat> they, they don't line up together. My nature and the nature of the Lord Jesus isn't the same. Never has been the same, never will be the same. We can, we can look at, 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 the, at our nature, at what we want to do, and we're very easily persuaded as to what we think about a person by the, by the, the influence they have in society. Jewish people, if you study anything about Jewish customs, you'll know that Jewish people have always been impressed by riches and popularity. Uh, you know, riches always impress Jews. You hear um, a Jews in America, what do you think about? What do you think about when you hear of a Jew in America? Huh? Wealthy. Wealth. They, they, the money motivates them. It's always, I don't know why, since Jacob, there's always been a motivation uh, for, for wealth with those people. Now, <clears throat> I'm not telling you that that's a, necessarily a bad thing, but I'm telling you that it's a, a bad thing that when, when we allow that, that to, to cause us to have an opinion of a person. Okay? Uh, in other words, let me just put it like this. We got Brother Joe and Brother Zachary on the front bench here. You look, Zachary's a lot more handsome than what Joe is, and, and, uh, he looks a lot better, looks a lot more influential than what Joe does. Uh, and, and by the, the appearance of these two young men here, if you love Zachary more than you love Joe because uh, that Joe's just average Joe and Zachary's influential, then, then you've got the, the wrong way. You, you're going about things the wrong direction. You see, we ought to love them the same because they're both brethren in Christ, right? Now, uh, listen, I know it's, uh, we're talking, uh, we're preaching to everybody in the building tonight, okay? We're talking about every one of us have a problem with uh, whether or not we like someone or, or, or our preference of an individual. But by the way, and one reason, that one thing the Lord's speaking of here, James is speaking of, is because of their wealth, because of how, of what they have, because of who they are. I, I've seen folk, I, uh, I, I see folk all the time that when they get around uh, popular people or people with, with renown, people that are, uh, that are influential uh, in this world, they'll just go gaga crazy over people that, uh, that, that really they get up every morning and they get dressed just like we do. Their breath stinks in the morning just like yours does. And they, 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 everything is, is ugly and nasty about them just like it is with you. But, and, but they would leave me and you in the cold just to get to, to get to spend just a moment with this person of influence. And, and James is telling the church here at Jerusalem and these that are scattered abroad, he's saying, let me tell you something. You don't do this. It's not the nature of the Lord. It's not what the Lord would do. This isn't something that the Lord would do. You see, from what I gather from the Word of God, number one, Jesus did not respect persons for what they had. Matter of fact, Matthew chapter 22 and the last part of verse number 16 the last statement there, the Lord made this in that verse. The Lord said, "Neither cast thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men." 
Well, they, they, he's speaking to the Lord. These Pharisees are, and they say, "What we're seeing from you that, that you that that you you're not really you don't really we're not really influenced by by us or by who we are." And a matter of fact, you know, you don't regard us above any other man. The Lord said, "Absolutely not. I don't do it." You see, the, the, you know, you ever thought about this? You ever thought about that? They was when when they was gathering that offering that day, brother Joe. And all those Pharisees bringing that offering in there, and was gathering that offering, and was putting that offering in the in the to the money changers or to the to the offering plate, and the Lord said that that little old widow, who all she had was a mite, had given more than all the rest. He was more impressed with her than he was with those that put put so much more in there than what she did. Why? Because what he saw in her was that she gave of herself everything that she possessed and they gave of their possessions. You see, what we need to understand today that he saw more than we can see in people. He could see that even though that, that, that this lady may have appeared to be nothing of, a, of any importance, but brother, that there was something great about her. I, I want us to understand today that the church, that we, the days that we live in, listen to me, there's no need for us to begin to look down our nose at people and and say because you don't wear a dress and because you don't wear a tie that you're not fit for the kingdom of God and you're not good as we are listen to me it's good to remember where you come from it's good to remember where you used to be it's good to remember that had it not been for Jesus you'd have still been broke back on your way to hell listen to me I want you to know that we need to be more like our Lord need to be more like him he saw more in us than what we saw in ourselves. Peter, when he looked at Peter, he, he saw a leader. Can you imagine now a stinking old fisherman? The, leader, the Lord looked at him, Brother Mike, and said, I see somebody that's going to lead. He's going to be a great man of God. Was Peter a great man of God? Anybody want to testify? Anybody want to say what Peter accomplished on the day of Pentecost after he had been converted when he stood there and preached in the power of God? After all the mistakes, after all the denying, listen, been me and you, we'd have thrown him away a long time ago because he denied the Lord and because he cursed. We'd have said, ain't no God on him, but the Lord picked him up, brushed him off, set him up before those people, filled him with the good Holy Ghost of God. God and told him to preach the message of God and 3,000 souls got saved that day. Why? Because, friend, God seen more in him than what you and I could. We don't need to be a respecter of persons. You think of Matthew. What do we see? A rich publican. A rich tax collector. Man, somebody that had it all. He'd done he had to, in order to be a Jew and to, and to be that, be a tax collector collecting taxes for Rome, you know, he had to even denounce his own family. Do you know his, uh, his family probably didn't have anything to do with him himself uh, but the Lord looked at him and didn't see a traitor. He didn't see somebody that uh, thought he was better than everybody else uh, but he said that boy there he's a smart one and I'll use him one day to write one of the gospels uh, and let people know that I died on the cross uh, and that I gave 
my life so the world could be saved. You see, what we see in people and what God sees in people is two different things. I think about David when all the other kings of Jesse or all the other sons of Jesse, when they come before oh Samuel there, and they all the they, they said we they, neither one of them is going to be the king. He said, "Do you not have another?" He said, "I got one out there. He's beyond the inheritance. He's not even in line for an inheritance. But I, he's out there tending to those sheep." He said, "Send him in here." And when he sent him in, Samuel said, "He's the one." You see, his daddy didn't even see him being useful, but God said, "I see a king." All Jesse seen was a shepherd. God said, I see a king. Boy, we better be careful how we judge, hadn't we? We better be careful of our opinions, hadn't we? Oh, we all got them real bad, Joe. Y'all, y'all with me? We all got them real bad. We all got, we all got, well, we got a disease of an epidemic of it today. Some folks come in. If they come in, they not they not just like we we are, and they they don't smell like we smell, and they don't look kind of like we look. Then we may look down our nose at them and say, "Boy, oh, we ought to run to them and remember that we used to be just like you. Remember that if it wasn't for Jesus, I'd be just like you." Those old drunk boys that come in that potter's house, Shelby, had it not been for uh, for the Lord, we'd all in this building be in the same shape they in. Let me tell you right now, I'm telling you, we ought not be judgmental. We ought not. We ought to throw down our cloak of righteousness. Uh, and I'm not telling you to be different, not be different. I'm not telling you to not have standards, uh, but I'm telling you not to hold your standards up in the front of men's eyes and say I'm better than you because of what I am, because of what I wear, because of where I've been. Because of what I know. Now don't think, don't think yourself to be better than them. It ought not be so. God help us to understand that listen, Jesus didn't respect, have a respect or a persons. We ought not either. We ought not judge people by their past. We ought to judge them by their future. <laughs> ought not judge them by their past, but judge them by their, by their future. Who would have seen in Saul of Tarsus, what the Lord said. But would you, I mean, think about this man hated the church. He, Brother Mike, he described about him, his relationship to the church of God in the book of Galatians. He said that I had wasted, I'd persecuted the church of God and wasted it. That was his, uh, he, that was his, his interpretation of what he had done to the New Testament church. He said, I have wasted. I've, there had been people he had put to death. We know he stoned, he consented unto Stephen's death. There had been people he had no doubt tortured. There had been those that had probably been dragged behind horses. There had been those that had been locked up in prison. I got to wondering why he was so, so, so thinking so much about those widows and, and thought so happy about those, those orphans. I, I probably, I guarantee you, I bet you I know it because he probably made some of them widows and he probably made some of them orphans therefore he he thought so much more about them because he had something to do with it who would have thought that God would take a murderer and a man that hated God and hated the Lord Jesus and hated the ways of God so much who would have thought that God would have used him uh, to be the soldier that would cast the church into us as far as Gentile people who would have thought it? Well, ain't you glad God's seen 
what man you can't see. I'm glad when he looked at me, he didn't see that I was going to be just like my ancestors. I'm glad he looked at me and he said, he didn't think I was going to be the next whoremongering drunk that come out of the Bond clan. I'm glad when he looked at, down my way that he looked beyond uh, what I had come out of and he saw what I could be and he gave me the opportunity uh, to be born again, to be washed in the blood of the Lamb of God and he saved me. He gave me eternal life. Don't judge because of where they've been or where they've come from, but judge them according to where their future may be. Oh, when you look at somebody, you're saying, that might be, that might be the next Apostle Paul. That might be the next, next, next woman that God uses so greatly. Next Fanny Crosby. That might be the next uh, a preacher's wife that, 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 you, that God uses that man to go all over this world and preach the gospel and tell people about the Lord. You see, don't look and say, well, I know his family. I've heard some of you talk. I, we've all talked the same way. Hey, ain't, where, that, where that blood is ain't one drop of, let me tell you something, that where the blood of Jesus is, there's plenty of potential. I want you to know, hey, listen, hey, there ain't no big testimony of good godly bond men, but I'm telling you, what when Jesus moved in he changed some things brother Micah and he made some things different and I bless his holy name for what he was able to do let me tell you I'm not all it I'm not all it but I'm glad I'm glad I ain't what I could have been hallelujah I'm glad I ain't what I could have been you see Jesus didn't have but wasn't a respecter of persons number two Jesus was despised and rejected of man. Isaiah 53 tells us that. Isaiah said he was despised and rejected of men. He grew up. Y'all know this? He grew up in a despised city. Y'all know that? Y'all remember what Nathaniel said unto Philip? Y'all didn't remember that? Philip went to him and told him about come see a man. Come see a man. Where's he? Who is he? His name is Jesus. He's from Nazareth. Nathaniel said unto him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip, you know what Philip said? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Just come see for yourself. John, that's John chapter 1, verse 46, by the way. You can go there and look it up yourself. When you looked at him according to what we know and according to what the prophets prophesied, there wasn't nothing attractive about Jesus. The pictures you see hanging on the walls, that's not Jesus. That matter of fact, that'd probably look more like Satan than it would Jesus, okay? I'll just be honest with you. The Bible said he wasn't comely. He wasn't a person. He wasn't this long-haired, blue-eyed fellow that you see on there. Matter of fact, according to what most historians say, that's Constantine's son. That's there. That's what. That's who that that they drew that picture after Constantine the Great. That was his son that they drew that picture off, off uh, after. Matter of fact, Jesus was uh, was probably just a I don't know just an an average looking old guy. You would have looked at him and wouldn't saw nothing special when you looked at him. But boy, God had the glory in him, and he come from the glory world, and he had a plan of glory within within inside his plans. And he worked the glory in the lives of individuals. And thank God he still does that today. He can still change a life. 
He didn't just change them in his days that he walked 33 and a half years on the earth. Brother, for two, over 2,000 years, he's still been changing lives. He's still been making differences. He's still been saving souls. He's still been causing the lame to walk and the blind to see. He's still causing the deaf to hear. He's still causing sinners to get born again. I'm telling you, he's still the very glory of God. He was judged by human standards according to what the Scripture said, and he was rejected. And you know, those of you today that sit here and you're lost, and God comes by your way by the ooing of the Holy Ghost to God, and God the Holy Ghost comes to where you're at, and He begins to work inside of your heart and begins to knock at your door. And when you tell Him no, you're not the first person to ever reject Him. He's always been rejected. He's always been rejected. He didn't come from the right school. You know that? He didn't come from the right school. He didn't have the schooling Saul of Tarsus had. He didn't get the seat at the feet of Gamiel. He didn't do it. He sat in the carpenter shop of Joseph. He was taught by his daddy, his father, and his heavenly father, the words of God. You see, this man Jesus, he didn't have any wealth. He was a poor carpenter. Didn't have nothing. Didn't know, didn't, didn't, people didn't know him by his immaculate way. His fame grew when his ministry began. People loved him for about three and a half years. Then they began to hate him. Today there's those that love him. And there's those that hate him. His followers, they weren't renowned men. Most of them were average or working boys. Men like Peter, who toil all night fishing. James and John, who'd fish with him. Men like Nathaniel and Philip. Men like Bartholomew. Matthew. Just average old boys. When you look at them, you'd say, I don't know why he chose them. But if you'd ask them, they'd say, I'm so glad he chose me. I'm so glad he chose me. So today, understand that there's no certain ground that you've got to get on before God can choose you. Matter of fact, he's already chosen you, bless the Lord. He's already chosen you. He's already said that He loved the world so much that He gave His only Son that you could be born again. But sadly, sadly, we often make the same mistakes when we look down our nose at other people. We'll say there's nothing good in them. They're not church material. We really don't want them here. Watch out. Clothing, let me say this. I won't say this about clothing for a minute because it is important. But it's not the most important. And sometimes we get a little bit pharisaical. Y'all stay with me now because I'm getting on ground that's touchy right now with some of us. Sometimes we get a little bit pharisaical about our clothing. I believe you ought to dress modestly whether you're a man or a woman. But I believe this, I don't believe you can ever clean a fish until you get it caught. We don't need to look at them when they come in here and the women in their pants and say, boy, they didn't even have no respect. They don't know any better. 
God help us not to, to look down our nose at somebody because of the way they dress and think we're better than them. But we ought to look down and say, well, I wonder what God sees in them. I wonder what God sees in them. I wonder, God help me to look through your eyes. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. There had been a lot of hurt over the clothing thing, but it's not the most important thing. You know what, money? It's needed. Wouldn't you say? Makes the world go round. But you know what? It's not the most essential thing. It's not the most essential thing. The worst thing for a church to do is to forget about what you were before Jesus came your way. Not everybody is always going to be like you and me. And that's okay. That is absolutely okay. I don't want a bunch of clones. And I don't want a bunch of clowns. But what we need is have followers of the Lord Jesus. So what do we need to do? Let's look at them through the eyes of the Lord Jesus. You know what? If we look at them, you know what? We, if they're Christians, and you know what? We can love them because Christ lives in them. Amen? You know what? I'm not, I'm not easy to love sometimes. I know that. I'm not easy to love sometimes. I just want to tell you, you ain't either. All right? I see your faults just like you see mine. We're full of faults. But you know what? I'm going to do my very best, Joe, to love you anyhow. Chip, I'm going to love you anyhow. Brother Silas, I'm going to love you anyhow. Now, I may, there may be times I make you mad or hurt your feelings. Have I ever made you mad, Joe? Have I ever hurt your feelings? Did you know I loved you? As long as that's okay. Philip, have I ever made you mad? Have I ever hurt your feelings? Did you know I loved you? I just want you to know I love you. I'm going to ask you, Mark. I know already. But I bet you ask him if his preacher loves him, he's going to tell you, yeah, his preacher loves him. So, I just want you to know I love you. See, because I, when you come in here, I've seen a ponytail dragging way down your back. I did, I've seen that. You know what my flesh wanted to do? My flesh would say, that boy's a hippie. He ain't much good. Little did I know that night when I was preaching that Jesus was getting on your back and crawling all over you. And you took him home with you. Or he went home with you. You didn't take him. He went anyhow. The next time I come see you came back. There was a difference in you. You know what I learned to do that night? I learned to love you even though you had a ponytail. And I didn't have to beat harp on his ponytail. You know what I'd all... Brother Mike, it was a few months went by. He comes sporting that ponytail. 
It was a while after he done left and went away and come back. And he come, he still had that old ponytail, didn't he? One day, I'll never forget, but it was right out here on the front porch. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, come up, didn't he? And I quoted the scripture. It said, even nature itself teaches us a shame for a man to have long hair. That's all it said. He was there. Did I know he was there? I absolutely did. Did he think I was just pointing him out? I don't think so, but I may have been. Did I show you? Okay. You know, when he come back that Sunday morning, you know what? He didn't have no ponytail. Was I hateful to you? But I wanted to love you. I'm not nobody. I'm, I don't want y'all to think I'm trying to pooch myself up. But God's shown me over the years. God's helped me to see. The years ago, even when I seen an old dope-headed boy in you. I don't know what happened at that little old church down there that day. And I'm not trying to confuse nothing. But something happened. God helped me to love you. And I've loved you for 30 or better than 30 years. When others, when others say there ain't nothing good about Chevy Paul, I said, if the Lord's in there, there's something good. If the Lord's in there, there's something good. And they said, Mark, ain't nothing good about Mark Smith. You see, it's the kind of folks I want to be able to church out of. I want, I want to take the Shelby Amakers and the, and the Troy Davises and the Mark Smiths and and those folk like that that's been down, down there that the world's looked at and said, hey, there ain't nothing good about them. And the Lord's looked at them and said, oh yeah, there's something good about them. But because I died for them and I gave my life for them. And my son died on Calvary for them. Yes, there's something good about them. Hey, listen, that's the ones that you can, you can do something with. God help us that we'll not look down our noses. Boys, y'all listen to me. You've lived, you've lived several years above where you came from now. Tell you what, don't you start looking down your nose at other folks. Don't you get that religious Pharisee attitude. And for the rest of us in here, that we may not have been where that we may not have ever been where they've been. I'm gonna tell you what, some of us have been in the Pharisee stands, though. We've stood amongst the Pharisees and we've looked out there and we've cast judgment. When we see those old folk in town that you think ain't no good and you don't want to give them a track because maybe, maybe, maybe they might show up at church. Go ahead and give it to them and pray they'll show up. Give them the gospel message. You see, that's what Jesus come. He didn't come for those of us uh, or for those that are, are, are whole, but He said He come for those that were sick. He came for the lost sheep. That's me and you. God help us. Let's look at others through the eyes that Jesus looks through. God used Peter. God used Zacchaeus. He used Paul. He used the Samaritan woman. <laughs> he used her. He can use the one that you don't think he needs. If God just save him. If God just save him. God said it's not his will that any should perish. but that all come to repentance. If my little brother could just get saved. No telling what God could do with him. 
or mark it coded if he's come to know Jesus. If Robert could just come to know Jesus. And you tell him what God can do. If JD could just come to know Jesus. Any of y'all got anybody you can know you could put in that place? Any names you can call? If they could just come to know Jesus. There ain't no telling what God could do. If there's going to be any culling done, you let God do it. God didn't call us to do it. He didn't encourage us to do it. But He said for us to, to go into the highways and hedges and to compel them to come in. You say, preacher, that ain't got nothing to do with James chapter 4. I got in verse first part of verse 1. James chapter 2, I mean. Oh yeah, you read about the deity of Christ right there. You see His deity. You'll see holiness. You'll see love. It's His nature. Not to shun, not to have respect of persons. It's the nature of Jesus to love the lost sinner. I wonder how many of us tonight need to be on our face and saying, God, I need Your nature. Lord, I need your nature. God, I'm so judgmental at times. God, I, I, I'm so problematic. I, I see faults in everybody and not see what I ought to see. God, would you help me to see through your eyes? Would you help me to look at others? I need to look.